Okay, welcome everybody to the weekly nightly podcast season. What season are we on, guys? Two. Season two, episode twenty-four. Sorry, guys. Uh, AJ is still MIA. He has not recovered mm-hmm. from the Boston Bruins looking like shit, which they typically do. The curse of Taylor Hall is real. Uh, I'm Eric. I'm Carlo. I'm Dave. So welcome everybody. Uh, we are recording this Sunday afternoon uh, after the other semifinal game just happened. New York Islanders took uh, a 1-0 lead on Tampa Bay, and Vegas is now uh, playing tomorrow night. So to kind of recap the week, they uh, they finished Colorado off, which I, I will give full credit to Dave. Dave was the only level-headed person probably the entire way that it, even when Vegas lost and went down 0-2, he still said, has Colorado won four yet? Which obviously the answer was no. And has Vegas lost on home ice yet? Which the answer was no. He was... He was as level-headed as anybody that, that is in that Twitter sphere, people that we talked to. Everybody else was hard to beat four out of five, which I even said that. Like, I, I didn't see a lot of path for Vegas to win four out of well, five. Well, they did beat them four out of five. They won them in four straight. <laughs> they, they won yeah. four straight. You are correct. So uh, uh, I, I thought they still had a chance. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't give I up. I mean, there were a, no, no, I don't, I'm not saying people gave up. I'm just saying Dave was the most level-headed because mm-hmm. a lot of people were kind of hitting that panic button. The, the odds were ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but when you be kind of honest on that post, I it, it was kind of two pronged there. Part of it was being a smart ass because you know, no, the series isn't over. They still have games three and four. Mm-hmm. I mean, like then I, I was it, being serious, like no, the way Vegas played in game two, I was like, if they keep playing like that, they're going to win this series. Yeah, I mean that, especially that game. Where I've said it all. You just throw that away. That's not how this series is going to look like, you know. Uh, game two and game two, Vegas pretty much, you know, Colorado had to steal that game. And then game three and four, Colorado didn't show up. And then I, so here, so five there's and a six. Lot of that, there's a lot of that narrative out there for games three and four. And I, I think looking back on it, so I was in the in the arena for game three, obviously, mm-hmm. home game. Vegas was down two to one under 10 minutes to play. Yeah. I mean, they were down 2-0 in the series, down 2-1 to one late in the third. I With not – yeah, they were kind of playing, but you just kind of felt, okay, this is another Vegas game, right? Play well, whatever. So without that two goals in 45 seconds, obviously the series is completely different. So I don't necessarily believe that they completely dominated game three because they're for, I, there for a while. They were they were out of it. For – um for yeah. like, in play – in. Possession, puck possession, and 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 that's yeah, what we, is yeah. all, all the metrics and stuff. Yeah. Grubauer kept that uh, kept them on that game, like uh, the Avalanche. If it wasn't for Grubauer, Vegas would probably be up four to two, like at, at the third, like going to a third or something like and, that. And part of two, when when people say that, uh, and sometimes this is true, but when they say a team doesn't show up, well, sometimes that's because of the other team that's completely shutting them down, not letting them show up. Yeah, it's it was just the the, the those three. Games three and four. Also, it was just a a. I think that's when the the, the series just really flipped on its heels. When the, those two goals in forty five seconds, Eric, that you mentioned, I think that's the heel turn right there. Once Vegas got those two goals, I think that's a turning point of the of the series. To be honest I, with you, I, oh, I agree, com- completely agree. And it also, I think, gave Vegas a little bit more confidence with. Grubauer right Mm -hmm. up to that point Grubauer had like you said stole a lot of the stopped a lot of the goals whether he stole games or not what that's here here and there um but then and I don't know if you guys listen to uh uh strip hockey with uh Ryan and Jesse but Jesse was all along saying like 
Grubauer is going to be the Achilles heel of that team. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, yeah, he was a Vezina finalist only because he had the most wins or either he had the most or second most wins and he played with the best team for su- shot suppression in front of him. He wasn't, he hasn't faced Vegas that good. So obviously then Vegas, he looked really bad in what was it, game five? He let some bad ones in and game six. Oh, game six. Grubauer probably cost them that game. Yeah. Because that first holding goal was quite possibly without Grubauer in net, it wouldn't have gone in. Like Grubauer made that go in instead of the opposite. It was it was a really bad, bad goal. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, that was he gave up on one goal. I can't remember that was game six or one of the that other was games. The 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 one where he uh, thought it went in. I was on game three. Yeah, the, the Raleigh where he thought Raleigh Smith scored and then ended up marking. Yeah. That was the uh, the game tying goal for game three, uh, where uh, rallied really uh, rallied Vegas really and yeah no, no, he's talking he's talking the one that was early in the game where it looked like Vegas scored looked like the horns yeah. were going off but didn't go oh off. no game four that was game four game Carlson three passed it over to Marsha who was still in the net still in the crease obviously and he scored it yeah that was game four yeah game four uh, game three was the uh, the bank pass uh, the bank shot from Marshy. Yep. To Grubauer. Like three games in a row, actually. Marsha so uh was the game time goal. Uh games three, four, and five. He was the game time goal. Yeah, I put Marsha show and Flurry so far. You know, yeah. St. Vegas does make the final, you know, as leading candidates for the con Smythe. Yeah, a lot of people are putting Stone in there, and I, I I do admire what Stone has done to shut down a McKinnon line, but Marsha so has been so clutch. This whole series, even though he didn't really show, the only thing I, I'm gonna take out with him, uh, take out from Marsha so uh, on the Consumite thing because he wasn't really as in present the, in in the Minnesota first. series. But I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think Carlson's probably the leader. He's leading the team in, po- in points. I in mean, points, he's been quiet, yes. but he's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Carlson would be up there too. I mean, Bacharetti also has to be. Yeah. I, I know he missed a lot of the games, but ever since he came back, he's scored in every single game, and he, and but. Yeah, that's a long way off to worry yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, we, we so got to worry about change. And we got to worry about the old uh, who was the post of the Habs and the Habs. That was kind of funny. That was Jester. Yeah. yeah was um. What do you? How do you guys like? What? What do you guys think made Vegas? Like how? how like just really took the game away from uh, the series away from Colorado. What do you guys think check. Vegas did? Just their constant pressure and forecheck. I, I think it came down to as much as this fan base hates and will not admit it, I do believe that there was a concerted effort once they got home to make sure that if McKinnon went on the ice, Stone went on the mm-hmm. ice. And yeah. that was it, – it was every single time. And if you noticed in game six at home, McKinnon was going out every other shift because they needed him and they were just trying to get him away from Stone. But it's you still, mean game five? Every time, yep. No, it was game six at home. Game – Game six. Game six. Yeah. Oh. They still kept they kept double shifting him or like every third shift because mm-hmm. they were trying to get him, hoping that Stone wouldn't go back out there and he just kept going back out there. Yeah. So I, I well, do think a lot of it had came down to when Vegas was able to get last change and show that they could really shut him down. Yeah, yeah. not just Stone, but Petrangelo as well, too. I mean, he had a hell of a series. I mean, he was he was breaking up passes, he was shutting down plays, he was breaking them out, you know. That was his best run as a Golden Knight, right? If you look over the last 
those six games and probably the last four games. So if you look at the 10 game run that he's had uh, since the Minnesota series, it's been the best he's played for sure in a, in a block of games. He's had good games here or there in the regular season, but he has looked, he looked like the player that they went and got right. Like all of their internal analytics, they've come out and said it. He was their number one defenseman in the league. Like they viewed him that high and he completely showed it. Like his points aren't there as much, but he had the game, the series clinching goal, and that was a pretty goal, by the way. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not gonna allow any more Petrangelo slander after the series. To be honest, with you. he's been so amazing. Like those games, uh, games one and two, if you remember, Petrangelo was the only one that was like pretty much generating offense for the Golden Knights. Even though, like, he had like six or eight it, shots in game yeah, two. Like, he, yeah, he, he did. Was that the was that the game that the forwards had two shots through yeah. two periods? Yep. Was that that game? It, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was yeah, Petro was all of it. So, Carl, I need you to sit in my section and shut the people a couple rows behind me and Ron <laughs> up because they just every single time, man. He just like if one pass goes off, they just they're ripping on him. And that was the game where he actually scored. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like I've, I've talked about this before. It's crazy. It, I don't think it's fair for the criticism he's getting. Because uh, he he plays really well for the whole game, and he makes one mistake, and it's all his fault already. And that's just really not fair. Like to be, and and if you compare that to Theodore, like I know uh, he actually starting to finally get his legs up. He's finally starting to get points. But Theodore has been invisible for most of the playoffs, to be honest with you. And we had a three point game a couple games ago. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. He start is finally starting to show up, but in in the Minnesota series, he wasn't like I. I, No, he was gone. He was was barely there. No, yeah, offensively, defensively, he's made some great plays, except for you know the few hundred times that it seems like he's gotten play game time. No, I'm. I'm to be honest with you, I've seen him turn the puck over more than uh, Petrangelo, and nobody's talking about it. But he he still made some good defensive plays as well too. Like where yeah, where was why, the why? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say where was the Theodore we we saw last year in the bubble? Who where he was the best player on the team? Like you, you know you I understand the contract differential from Petro and Theodore is is different, but he, he Theodore still had expectations. We expect a lot from him, and we we kind of re, we still rely on him. And like I said, he is starting to show up, which is good, but. Uh, you know, it's just a criticism of Petrangelo Petra that I'm really annoyed of. Yeah, you'll, you'll start to see a lot less of that because the biggest reason why you start to see that that Petro slander is because if if a certain uh, Twitter handle will go out there and, and kind of lead the charge, then everybody kind of gets behind mm-hmm. it. But, but if that same Twitter handle goes out and says, hey, he might be underpaid, then all of a sudden everybody will start saying how good he is. Which is okay, and that's that's good that the the fan base will start to start to see it. Hopefully, uh, my question on Theodore is though, why? Like, where are these delay of game penalties coming from? Like, it's crazy. It's not just him. Petro had one on. Petro game, had one. Yeah, James um, had multiple. Yeah, White Cloud. White Cloud yeah, had White one. Cloud, almost he, had he another one with his hand. Yeah, almost had another one. It's all these delay of games. It's it's crazy. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know why. And it's it's Marner like too when they don't have any pressure around them and they just yeets the puck out of the uh out of the zone you know and another thing i real i I noticed watching the series uh i I think the reason why uh colorado has not got past the second round too is they refuse to play a different game that they're Mm -hmm. used to in the regular season which in the in the postseason it's very very 
we talk game. about it's a different game. We talk about this all the time. People say no, it's just hockey. No, no it's it, a different if, game. It's very physical, it's very defensive oriented, like defense first. If you look at the teams right now on the final four, if you look at Montreal, New York Islanders, uh, Tampa Bay, and Vegas, they're all very good defensive teams and very physical. Their defense is big and physical and can really push the other teams forwards. Colorado refused to play that. They keep trying to push. They remind their heads. me. Yeah. They remind me of some teams in the past, but you won't want me to hear me say it. Yeah. yeah. They keep they banging are. their heads on the wall trying to skate in the puck instead of dumping yes. it in. And I was just going to say, that's the biggest yeah. thing to me. Like you said, that they refused to change how they played. I mean, the, the dumping was there. Like the dumping into the corner, not dumping into behind the net. Because once it got behind the net, Flurry played it and got it out. So you had to just kind of dump it into the corner. But they refused to do that. They refused to do the chip and chase. And on those four teams that you just talked about, they all have third lines that will just play straight north-south, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you look at Vegas, they have that third line that'll just – it's, I mean, Tuck. Yeah, Alex, yeah Tuck line. Yeah, t- yeah, Tuck, Yanmark, and Watt. Literally, they're not trying to pass east-west. They are going north-south, dump the puck in, go get it, mm-hmm. do the four check. And Same thing with Tampa Bay's third line with, with Goodrow um, and Coleman. Um, Montreal has uh, God. Who is on their third line? Uh, that's the Kotkaniemi line. Yeah, that's the, yeah, which is just straight north south, and then um, obviously the Islanders. All their lines play that way, but that's the Peugeot line, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Peugeot One thing that really hurt them is missing Kadri. Yeah, oh, it's not even close. Faceoffs. There, Colorado cannot win any faceoff. Vegas has owned the faceoff dot this whole playoffs. Because to be fair, though, they they have it like the competition. They're not very good at face off. The Wild and the Avalanche are not very good in the face offs. Yeah, I was gonna say that's not something we normally say about Vegas being very yeah. good at face offs. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like every every time Vegas, especially on Game Six, I, I rewatched Game Six the other uh, other we have two two days off, so I rewatched the game. Vegas wins the defensive face off, ices it, and wins it again. <laughs> it's, it's pretty but like they did that so many times. Seriously, getting annoyed and. and- Game six when they kept icing it over and over and over again. Now, oh my God, I was getting annoyed. With yeah, that. but they keep winning the face off, so it's like it's not as bad. It's like if you keep icing well, it, I you agree with that. But I still off. rather keep the puck and get it of out course. of the goddamn zone because that one stretch well, who kept icing it was the fourth line. Yeah, I mean the fourth line to me, I think they had two goals that game, so I think they've been fine. Yeah, I they, think they've been so, fine, but I still rather not keep icing it over and over again. I'd rather get it out of the goddamn zone and keep it. So to, to kind of look forward um, to, to the series against Montreal, uh, do you guys think that Reeves will play the whole series, or do you think that they'll get him out on the road games when they don't have last change? I, mm. to, to be honest with you, like Reeves in the Colorado series for me didn't make sense because of the speed he had to get. No, he up. had to. He, no, I, I agree with that, but I'm saying against but, this next. Yeah, I, I, no, I was gonna get to this point. And, it depends and going on to in going to the Montreal series, actually, I think this is the type of team that Reeves is gonna be good against. Their their defense, they have really big defensemen, yeah. and Reeves can match those the, the physicality of those defensemen, and they can especially he can probably Shane back Exactly, Weber's always been a pain in the ass since he's been in the league. Yeah, this is the kind of team that, like, in on paper, Reeves should be good at against. You know what I mean? So, uh, to answer the question, I think yes. I think they'll put him in there. Uh, I think they're going to keep the Colasar Carrier Reeves line and as the fourth line, 
uh, if no shit comes back, I think uh, hope. I to me, if I it was me, there it, Reeves would be the odd man out, and keep Colasar in there. But that's not gonna happen because they love Reeves. So yeah. So the big news of the day was uh, today at practice they had essentially everybody at practice other than Peyton Krebs. Which look, he he played a couple games. I get it, and everybody wants to see him. He has been skating, but he broke his jaw. He's probably not playing this series. He's probably not playing next series, even if he comes back and he's fully healthy. He's probably not playing. So excluding him, this is the healthiest they've been. They had Brown and Nosek both both skating and in full contact practice jerseys as the extras. And then uh, Martinez, for the first time, this playoff run actually practiced, which he had been taking practice days off and playing every game. He hasn't missed any time. But obviously something's lingering there, so it's good to have him getting up to health. Um, and McNabb and Tuck were back. So you had your full complement of a roster, which is pretty impressive going into the third round that you don't have anybody banged up right now. So that's awesome. Um, So with that being said, Nosek is probably going to be back and be ready to go. Do you think he plays or not? Yes. If he's ready to go, I think he gets in the lineup. Who do you think is the admin out there? Reeves. Reeves? I I want it to be Reeves, but knowing this team is going to be Colasar. That or, so, that or potentially Wah. No, Wah's not coming out. Wah's no, been too good. And Wah, Wah, I, I, know, I think Colsar has been playing really well. Yeah, but Wah, especially, and, and they're not going to take Wah out in the lineup, especially when they're playing Montreal, his hometown. They're not going to take that away from him. That has nothing to do with it. They're not going to take that away from him. I agree that it has nothing to do with him. His play is why they won't take him out of the lineup. He's, he's been dominant on the faceoff dot. Um, he has that third line is the best it's been now that Yanmark's come over. That's the best we've seen. The third line, um, maybe I disagree because history? when no, I no, I disagree when Noshik was in there between them, I thought they were better. It was granted, it was in the regular season, yeah. uh, but no, the, the Yanmark Noshik tuck line was the, I remember like two or three games with them was they were that was the best we've seen. The third line, yeah. what game is it that Yanmark returned? I can't remember. Was that game five? Uh, that four. He missed three games, so two, so three, four. four. Five. So it's game five. five. Yeah, game five. Yeah. And they and I mean, they weren't terrible without him. I mean, they're better with him. He he actually, I think, he is playing himself into a contract offer. I don't know if he takes the money that Vegas can offer him, obviously, but he's playing himself into an offer. No, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's funny you say that, Eric, because. I don't know because the, the game they came back at the, the game he the game he didn't play are the three best games they played two two three and four, three, and yeah. four. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and then game five they actually stole that game Colorado Colorado oh, yeah. should have won that game but it, we should have won game out. two they yeah. should have won game five even down even down yep yeah That's and then game six I thought was a very very even game until the third period when Vegas got that two goal lead Colorado just imploded and and yeah. Yeah, it was a very even game till then. It was back and forth. It was ridiculous. Like we scored the answer, we scored the answer, and once Vegas got that two goal lead, the Colorado has been throughout the season. They've been known to not be able to come back. They're not known to be able to play from behind. Yeah, and Vegas like, was, was one of the yeah. best third period teams exactly. in the league. Yeah. I I think the biggest goal of that entire game was to take a lead into the third period when yep. they had tied up when it was three that three goal was huge when they went and yeah when they it was under three minutes to go in the period it was i might have even been under two minutes but it it's was under one minute it was oh, like, it was like 17 seconds left yeah 
Uh, it, was, yeah, I, it was absolutely huge for them to take that lead into the third period. And then they went out and got the first first goal again. Yeah. I, well, to be fair, in the third period, Colorado came out jumping. They had so many chances. Flurry had that one amazing save on, I think it was Natushkin. Uh, and, and then that kept, and then Carrier got the, 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 uh, the insurance goal. And then it's over from there. Yep, Carrier. Yeah, Carrier put the game out of reach, and then was it an empty netter? Or yeah, Pacioretty got an empty netter. Pacioretty. Yeah. Oh, and that that shot probably was a goal with a goalie in the in the net. He picked top corner from yeah. above the above <laughs> the circle. Right. I mean, with a goalie in the net, it's still a goal. Like that's how good of a shot it was. Like he picked. I mean, top he corner. had to flip it over McKinnon, and yeah, yeah. Also, who was who was the who was the player that we have to boo because? Um, they stopped. Oh, it was oh, Makar. It was Makar. Stop, stop Flurry's empty net chance. <laughs> I, I, I was I was gonna mention that, but I was so hyped after, after like I, I didn't even see I didn't even see uh Flurry's attempt until like later on in the replays when people were talking about it because I was so high, like happy yeah, uh, we're go, moving on. Because that was right after Patrick goal. Yeah. That was like a few just a few moments later after Patrick's goal. I, I was out of my mind and then you know. Yeah. So, so, so to wrap a little bit on, not that we want to talk about Colorado too much, but this was their best chance to win. Like if it, it was copper bust this year for them mm-hmm. because they are under the, they, they were a cap team all year, but they had Makar on a entry level. Deal. Right. So he's going to yeah. go from, from a million dollars to, I don't know, six. To, yeah. If he signs a bridge at six million, if yeah. he signs long term, it's probably nine. Like yeah. so, okay, he's gonna be a eight. bridge. They can't afford him to sign him in the yeah. long term right now. Well, I mean, and you did hear a lot of post game interviews for some of those guys who are saying, "Oh no, I'll, I'll take a discount to stay." Yeah, no, I, he's I, a I, gamer, so um, they just need Landis to stop. Cog, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scog now needs a new deal too, so he's probably he, there's no bridge for him anymore. He's a yeah. He, he, they're gonna give him a long term deal, so that's probably eight million dollars plus. Um, Grubauer, obviously his stats are going to dictate that he can go get 5 million plus. I mean, he's getting bigger than Leonard, I would assume. He's probably getting that Markstrom type money. Like he's six, still, seven. He's 29, yeah. So I can see him between, getting six. Yeah, somewhere between five and seven, I think. I don't think it's too crazy. Well, if he stays there, it could be five. But he was only making three something. So there's, I mean, you're talking 10 <laughs> to 12 million more coming off the cap just for those three players. They're gonna keep their core. They're still gonna be a very, very good team, though. Their Correct. core is still gonna be there. They're gonna lose. What they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna sign all those three guys: Landeskog, Makar, and no, Grubauer. No. They're not gonna miss. That is not my guys. point. My point yeah, is yeah, they're gonna lose. Yeah, Brandon they're gonna Saad. the edge, the edge, yeah. edge players, and then they're gonna lose a player in the expansion draft too. Probably they could probably skin or somebody like yeah, that. Probably they're, they're all the fans. All the fans are hoping for Graves. They <laughs> want him gone. There's no <laughs> chance they're taking him. He's he's signed for like seven more or like six more years. There, there's no chance that uh, Seattle's yeah, taking him. But the way can, he played in that series. Yeah, Ooh, exactly. Impressive. They can he disappear. What what could Colorado can do is bribe uh, bribe Seattle to take him because they have Byram sitting on the wings to take his spot. Uh, so that that's what they're hoping. That's going to free up some scaps, cap space for them. But yeah, like I said, I don't know. I don't want to go deep. This is not a Colorado podcast, so I don't want to go deep <laughs> into their, in their in their cap situation and stuff. But well, I, I get your point. This is a really. This would have been a really good. Grace uh, is only signed yeah. for two more years. 
Oh, who was I thinking? Oh, it's it's, uh, it's Gerard the sign for a long time. Yeah, Gerard. Oh, and and Taves has three more. Yeah. Gerard is very good. So yeah, uh, Graves only makes three million. They could take him. Actually, that yeah. that wouldn't be a terrible. And and uh, and you taking back taking this back to Vegas. If you look at Vegas's situation in the future, <laughs> everybody is signed except for Martinez. That's the Mar- only no, Martinez, guy. Jan, Mark Nosek. Yeah, I mean, like you, I. I what I'm saying is you can lose Jan Markinoshik and I think you'll be fine. Martinez is is, I the, agree. is the guy is the must sign guy. That's the only guy you, you must sign. Compared to Colorado, you need to sign all three of those guys you mentioned before. Vegas is intact. And they have young, some young talent. They're not as big as probably at New Hook or as well, Krebs is probably I think Krebs is bigger than New Hook. Yeah. He's yeah, not yeah. bigger than Byron, most likely. Byron's mm-hmm. probably gonna be a little bit better. And that's the thing. So Anybody on the defensive side for Colorado, they can replace them with somebody. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I, I, my point on that wasn't that they're going to be worse next year. My point was they're going to be not as deep. They're not going to yeah. have Brandon Saad. They're not going to have Pierre Edward Belmar. They're not going to have yeah. um, and Carl Soderberg. They're not going to have the depth. And the flat cap really hurt them too. And oh, flat cap hurts everybody except for Vegas. That's the other yeah. thing. Like anybody ever want to – well, true. Anybody wants to shit on McPhee or McCrimmon just – Guys, I'll give you my address. Come come show up. I'll argue until you're blue in the face. There is no way that what they have not done is not absolutely elite-level GMing. The fact that they got everybody signed through the fat cap, flat cap, they can roll out next year with the same two goalies and still be fine. Like, it is absolutely yeah, Who wrote that article done. about McCrimmon that you yeah, shared with us the other day? That yeah, was uh, an Steve Simmons. He, he, it's an excellent article. Dude's a complete ass clown. So, <laughs> wrote that article, but he's the one that asked the most asinine, stupid questions to Toronto. He is hated by just about everybody. And in, in, in well, the- not as much as Adrian Gator. After that, <laughs> was, yeah. that was the funniest yeah. thing. You man. know what? Just have you ever thought to maybe just fuck it, stop thinking? Yeah, that would be perfect. Just fuck yeah. it, stop thinking. <laughs> You're a gamer. And just no, go out just there thinking, and fucking do it. Yeah, thinking uh, in your shoes. You know, just fuck it. You're overthinking it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what the answer is. <laughs> you you're, the set, you're the second, but you're the second best. Yeah, you're the second best player in the league. Maybe you should change what you're doing. Huh? Yeah, nah. keep playing the way you want, I, McKinnon. You'll be fine. Yeah, McKinnon plays what he's doing. They just need to change the outside. I think they need to also kind of commit into playing defense, they need, in the, especially I, look, in the playoffs. This is this. I know we've talked about it in our group text. I truthfully believe a couple days removed from this, and especially I agree with you, Carlo, with their unwilling to change the way they play. That means if you're not going to change the core, what do you change? The coach. They're, they're going to. There you go. I they think you're going to have get to make a, a coach trade. That's gonna, the, the, no, you go and change the coach and say, listen, mm. get a coach that's going to make them commit to it. I mean, go get Mike Babcock. I'm kidding about that. Babcock's a clown. Yeah. But they do need a – I think they need a change. And it's been talked about a lot. Was I'm still going to push on that they need to add another physical forward. Hey, we can give them Ryan Reeves. Yeah. Reeves from no, a car, one for one. Who says no? It's not. It's not a physical forward. It's a two-way forward. It's a, a for. If you look at the Golden Knights roster and their forwards, most but of them are two-way are. forwards. The only forwards probably that's not quote unquote. It's probably Marcia So and maybe, maybe Reeves or they need a, they, in that in that series they needed a player like Nazim Kadri. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> and what I was what I said earlier, but uh, they remind me of. The wins before they got their first cup, the '95 team that won the President's Trophy and run Rashad, the '96 team that broke all kinds of records that Tampa Bay tied, 
and ran roughshod, but then they couldn't play in the playoffs because they didn't have a big physical forward. Most, most recent example. Power forward like Brendan Shannon. Most recent example was the Tampa Bay Lightning that got swept by the uh, the Blue Jackets. Next yep. year, they, they, they changed their bottom six. They changed their mentality, and they, they, they want it all. You know, that's just yep. a recent example right there. And they went and got talent. Like, mm-hmm. don't let all these hockey men tell you they went and got big bruisers. No, no. Coleman and Goudreau are talented players. So they They're talented they went and, and got, they play physical. Yep. Correct. Yeah. That, so that was good for them. That's, um, not that's what, like We don't need to talk about Colorado too much, but I do, I do believe that, that something needs to change. And I would be, yeah. I would not be surprised if Bednar got, got axed no. because of it. Now, yeah, let's yeah, move it, on. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, but it wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, let's move on to the next series then since, uh, I think we're done with Colorado. We just got to unload. Well, that we are done also, yeah. also, it is amazing to me. One, one little thing. So we talked about it a little bit, a couple of times on this podcast, Vegas loses the three teams from the playoffs in the West and replaces them with nothing. So Colorado gets to go have a, a difficult year again next year. Mm-hmm. And Vegas gets to play the teams that they just absolutely dominated. this that, year. Yeah. That's central one. division. Holy shit. Yeah. Cause <laughs> Minnesota is going to be better. You know, St. Louis is going to do something to be better. They're not mm-hmm. going to be happy. Nashville's, Nashville's Colorado. Chicago's comes improving. Back. Chicago's mm-hmm. improving. Dallas is going to make a, a move. They're not going to be happy with going to the cup final and then missing the playoffs. Um, Don't take Nashville. Winnipeg. Lightning. And then there's Winnipeg. Winnipeg. And then, yeah, Winnipeg just obviously going to try to improve. Yep. You have one team that really is bad, and that's Arizona. The other seven, any of those, any five of those sevens could make the playoffs. I'll already call it right now, guys. The Pacific is only getting three teams in the in the playoffs. Oh, for sure. Understand that. It's not even sure. close. It's it's yeah. Vegas, Edmonton, and whoever. Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. Kings. I think the Kings could do it. I think the Kings I think, will make yeah. a move. I think they can improve enough. Yeah. So okay, uh, we, we'll we'll talk about that in the in the in the like rap, yeah, off season pod. Uh we'll have plenty of time to talk about all that. So now we turn towards uh Montreal, the absolute classic matchup of the oldest team in the league and the youngest team in the league. The oh, team with the most, the two the two teams with the highest win percentages ever in the regular season facing off with each other. 24 cups versus 24 fans. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> 24 I, Wait, no, I'm pretty sure Montreal has more than 24 fans. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well remember cuz yeah. they said they only have what? 2500 inside there. Yeah, 2500. Like uh, 25,000. No, we're not the youngest team anymore, Eric. Seattle exists well, now. Currently playing in the playoffs. Okay, fair enough. For this okay. year, are yeah, we the youngest enough. team or not? One hundred year difference in age between the franchises. Yeah, That's it's it. okay. Yeah, Vegas so, inaugural season was exactly a hundred years after uh, Montreal was uh, made. Oh, so guys, there are a ton of different, different. Um, stories out there right like what, what do we want to go with do we want to go with flurry in his home province right no no flurry. no 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 hold on i know which one you want to get to let me get to the ones that are out there and i'll let you get to the one that's the most important to you i get it okay, buddy okay. i get it you were the fan club president for a reason we'll get there okay uh you got flurry versus price which is going to be phenomenal right you have my personal favorite the teams are both playing Thomas Tatar to sit up in the press box. That's my personal <laughs> favorite storyline. Uh, you have the Pacioretty versus Suzuki, a trade that actually worked out for both teams. Uh, and then, obviously, what is the biggest one, Carlo? Uh, Nick Wah playing in his own province. No, that is not the biggest one. Oh, oh Elite Four, John Merrill. Oh, yeah, John Merrill. The, the mm. absolute 
I mean, this is going to be his revenge tour. You guys let me go. I went to Detroit and now I'm on Montreal. So yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of little intertwining between. Uh, I'm these- torn, man. I feel like I, I got to root for Montreal now because J- uh, Johnny Johnny M is over there, man. I can't I can't I can't let my boy. Man, down. It's been almost 20 years since Canada's won a cup. I mean, they got to get one sometime. <laughs> it's more than 20. It, it, I mean, no, not 93. Okay, that's 30 then. Yeah, almost thirty. Math. No, twenty twenty one. Sorry, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm thinking thinking two thousand three. Trust me, because ninety three doesn't seem that long ago to me. Yeah, math is hard. It's it's almost thirty. It's almost thirty. Ninety three does not seem that long ago to me. (laughs) Thank you, Darren Millard, for your little uh, little commercials during the regular season. The last time that the um, boards along the bottom were painted blue was the last year that Montreal won the cup, and now they're all yellow. So that is the curse of Canada. So they're still not going to win a cup. So thank you for the nighttime 60 second thing during yeah. the AT&T Sportsnet uh, commercials. Let's let's talk hockey though. <laughs> yeah. It's like so, this match. So, so the biggest so the biggest one that you're going to hear about is the patches and Nick Suzuki. So obviously mm-hmm. it's I hope they end up on the ice at the same time. I would love will. to see that I do not think there's any chance that when they're in Montreal that Dominic Ducharme is going to allow Cole Caulfield, yeah. Nick Suzuki, and Tyler Toffoli to go out there against Mark Stone, Max so, Pacioretty, and Chandler but, Stevenson. But in but in 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 They're Vegas, in, yes, correct. in Vegas, because that's their <laughs> biggest scoring threat, and that's yep. what they shut down. Yeah, yep. the uh, the Carlson line is going to go against the Dano line. But in Montreal, you'll have the Dano line going. Yeah, against, it's going to be against flip. the Stone line to try to shut down Pacioretty or Stone mm-hmm. or whoever it is, right? Like, yeah, because yeah. Dano. Deneau does not get near enough credit. He is yeah. one of the best shutdown centers in the league, if not the best shutdown center in the league. Like I, I get Bergeron, I get Barkov. Deneau strictly shut down. He's probably the best shutdown center in the league. Yeah. yeah it, I it, wonder where he's going to end up in the voting. I know he's not a finalist, but I wonder where he's going to end up in the voting. Yeah. What's holding him back is he doesn't score in the other end. He's just a very, very good defensive forward. He's pretty much a defenseman playing forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it's, it's funny though, because if they're going to play against the Carlson line, the Carlson line is our, our biggest offensive threat right now too. So hope like, I don't know how that's going to translate and how that's going to flip. If is, uh, is the stone line going to turn to be our best offensive line, which they can do, you know, especially with Pacioretty back, and especially if Stevenson knows how to finish those chances is getting. And then Alex Tuck, you know, that line also needs to get some points, uh, contribute. Yeah, stop skating around and uh, keep battling towards the center. And, and I think my biggest concern is the, our fourth line versus their fourth line, because their fourth line is, uh, has a lot of experience and knows how to score. You get this Armia, Stahl, and Perry line. Yep. And it goes against our, uh, Reeves, Colasar, and Carrier. <laughs> Stall was kind of like an afterthought move, and that's turned out to be really, really mm-hmm. good for them, obviously. Uh, Perry started out, he signed with them and started out in the AHL or started out on the taxi squad. I guess he never made it to the AHL, but on the taxi squad. And obviously, he is built for the playoffs. Like he is. So I agree with that. Um, the interesting thing to me is the fact that they go for depth throughout their lineup, mm-hmm. right? Like they have some good players, but Kakanyemi and, um, Anderson. Anderson's one of their better forwards and he's playing their third line. That's kind of like Tuck being on our third line. Yeah. So I think our elite talent is higher currently, yeah. but they their do bottom... have depth to match up. They, they they might have the advantage in the bottom six, at least for the fourth line. I would give them the fourth line for sure. 
Yeah, I and think what the third I was saying line before is... we came on too is like you know Montreal may have been the lowest team points wise, but they had they were decimated with injuries towards the end of the year. I mean, Price was out, Weber was out. Uh, there was a couple Ooh. other players I can't remember who it was off the top of my head that were out, and then they came back in the playoffs, and you've seen what they've done since then. Price was wasn't actually that good in the regular season though, but playoff Price is a different a different beast yep. itself. So. Yeah, I, I see your I see your point there, but I still think Tyler was. If you look at this on paper, top to down, like you said, Eric, Vegas is the advantage in the top six, but I think for a decent amount of margin, significant, significant margin. But I think the bottom six is the way Montreal can steal this series. Is if they can get that depth scoring and really outplay our bottom six, who sometimes disappears. You know, in a defense, I think Vegas has the advantage uh, too. Not not by a lot, to be honest with you. Oh, I They're, think they have it by quite a bit, especially with Petrie being out. Petrie's out. Oh, he yeah. dislocated his two feet. He dislocated his like bottom two fingers. Oh. Also, that's a freak little accident type thing. The um, where they take pictures, that little the window, box, the cutout. He his glove got caught in there and bent them both back. They're both dislocated. So I mean, they're saying he's missing game one. He should be back at some point this series, but they don't know when. Same yeah, with that's better to John Merrill will be out for game one. Petrie. And a couple others. Jake Evans. Ev- Evans, who was the yes, one that Scheifel, Scheifel lit up uh, last round. So yeah. he's coming back from a concussion. You I didn't even think that kid would be back yet. I thought he'd be out for a while longer than that. At least yeah. he skate, so that's good. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think great. I think the way the the way because I think this is let, let's be honest here. This is Vegas's series to lose. They they're they're and the way to lose it, I think the the only way I can see this lose is if they get them code again by Carey Price. If they can't, if Carey Price just frustrates them, then the the Golden Knights are not able to score, and then and 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 Montreal gets those opportunistic goals on the other end. That's that's the way I can see Montreal upsetting. Vegas. Look how well Toffoli played against us last year when he was with Vancouver. Yeah, like Vegas is clearly the better team here, but if you look at the teams that gave Vegas troubles in the playoffs. Vancouver, uh, Minnesota, and Dallas—they all shut down their. They're all good defensive teams that shut down Vegas. Uh, Vegas is scoring, and Montreal is that. That's what they are. They're very. They're defensive. That's their identity now in this playoffs. Is they're they're a shutdown defense that that have Carey Price in the back end and uh, and get opportunities into offense and score what, two two to three uh, just one or two goals and win the game. Carey Price has a better um, save percentage uh, than Flurry so far. He's got a 935 versus 923 in the playoffs only. Uh, goals against is close, 197 versus 191. Mm-hmm. They're, they're both allowing less than two goals a game. So, obviously, that just means that we're going to have a bunch of 6-5 games and move on with life. because <laughs> That's how hockey works. <laughs> that is exactly how hockey yeah. works. Um, so, I think the biggest thing to look for is what happens game one. So Montreal, as a team, you can listen to fake crowd noise. You can get it all pumped in, whatever you want. The fact that you're, they're going to go into an arena for the first time in 15 months and play in front of 18,000 lunatics is going to be a surprise for them. That's going to be a shock to their system, right? Even warm-ups is going to feel different. All of a sudden, first goal, if Vegas can go get that first goal, it can kind of snowball from there. So that's why I kind of think this series goes quick. Like, look, I've could absolutely be wrong Look, Montreal deserves to be there. They played, they played the teams that were in front of them, but they did it without two of the 
best players on each of those teams that they beat for the entire series for the most part. So do they deserve to be there? Absolutely. They played and beat the teams in front of them. Did they play the best teams to get here? No, absolutely not. I mean, but we knew that was going to happen regardless who came out of the North. Yeah, I thought Toronto was a good team, but it, they're Toronto, so they choke every year anyways. They so. also did it without their captain. They they, they literally the saw their captain know. get knocked out cold. And they, Austin Matthews not doing much in that series either. And yeah. and Marner. And their stars just disappeared. Nylander was the only one that showed up, to be yep. honest with you. And so, it's But to be fair to Toronto, after losing their captain, they did win three straight. After they were up three one in Montreal. All yeah. credit to them. They got mm-hmm. they they beat the team in front of them. Obviously, then Scheifel had the hit, took himself out of the rest of that series. They ended up sweeping the Jets, which was just the Jets probably shouldn't have been there anyway. That doesn't neither once again neither here nor there. So I think when Montreal comes to Vegas, they see that atmosphere. I think Vegas can kind of snowball that game one. I think it. I don't think it can look like Colorado Vegas game one. No. But I do think that it can kind of snowball, and then we see what happens from there. That's why I think it's a fairly quick series. That's why and, I pick I pick Vegas in five. And I think I also picked Vegas in five, I believe. And I think um, the pace that Vegas plays to is going to be a big, uh, like rude awakening for them. Because if you watch the two series, like when when they play Winnipeg, Winnipeg was slow. They were slot like they were. It was watching. It's like watching an AHL game. No offense to Winnipeg, but that's what it felt like yeah or the ahl but that's what it looked like and if you look at the colorado and vegas the pace of play they were moving so fast they were just going back and forth feet moving every two different styles two different styles the same thing that just happened in the game that happened before we recorded tampa bay and islander so this is the this is the first time this is i'm Mm -hmm. not ever sorry dave you can correct me about the history but in recent hockey memory this is the first time that they've played strictly in division and then had just such, I mean, so first game that the Islanders who came from, I'm saying recent, so since the 2000s, Dave. You can you can correct me when it happened in the 90s earlier. Um, 80s. But, okay, 80s, fair <laughs> enough. So uh, the Islanders in that um, mass mutual division, right? Those teams played defense. Yeah. They, they shut down. They locked it down. They didn't care about a team that scored points. They weren't afraid of them. That um, disco division, Carolina, Florida, Tampa Bay, those were fun. Like, Offensive, yeah. Like all offense, just fun, whatever. Like Back and forth, uh, up and down that, the ice. Yeah, that first round of Tampa, Florida was probably the, the best first round playoff hockey you could – like if you were a new fan, put them in front of that series, that was a lot of fun, right? Um, so obviously then what the Islanders just came in and said, okay, cool, you guys have your fun, we're going to go ahead and shut it down. They win a game two to one, right? Tampa Bay is not used to that right now. Now – They've played them before. They played them last year in the Eastern Conference Finals, obviously. Whereas Montreal hasn't played this iteration of Vegas recently, right? Like it's yeah. gonna no, be it's a, a rude awakening. I think there, there is yeah. a story. And it's kind of like what you said, though. We came very, very close to having the greatest second round ever, except for that one series. Like you said, Eric, at the beginning, we had the potential there. I mean, that Boston. Uh, Islander series, I thought was still a pretty good series. Too. Yeah, it was a good yeah. series. Uh, and yeah, there's the North was the one that fucked that that whole yep. great second round up. Yeah, and that whole there's also a, a narrative out there that Vegas is one in five all time against Montreal. That's all regular season. And this is a very and, and, different and, team. And, and that's typically back to backs. That's typically yeah. Yeah. with travel and stuff. Like it's Vegas. Also, I think. 
is at the advantage because they got a couple extra days rest where Montreal has a little bit too much rest mm-hmm. coming in. Once again, the, when they see that crowd game one tomorrow night, Monday night, I just, I think it's going to be a shock to their system, especially their kids, right? Cole Caulfield's never played in front of 18,000 people, right? Nick Suzuki has played regular season in front of 18,000 people, but not like this. No, right? Like this is a yeah. different type of atmosphere that they are going to oh, be. Oh, for sure. Oh, hey guys, welcome to the league. Like this is going to be fun for <laughs> And also another thing I want to point out is the travel of the series. This is like the farthest in a conference final, like tra- like distance wise, like in a lot. Is there anybody that could be any further other than if Detroit they went down to Anaheim? 2007, Detroit and Anaheim. Yeah, no, no, but I'm saying no, this is the conf- league. conference final though. That's yeah. the, sound like the 2007 final. conference final was Anaheim and Detroit. Oh yeah, yeah this but one, this, this is farther, though, right? This was farther. Maybe because that because Montreal and Detroit. No, Montreal is all the way east. They're they're in Quebec. Yeah, I, I know. You're not listening to me. You're not letting me fucking finish. Okay. When you go to the difference between Anaheim and Detroit, it might be the same from Vegas to Montreal is what I'm saying. It might be right around the same. It probably is a little bit longer with Montreal and Vegas, but not by much. No, I'm pretty sure Montreal, like if I'm looking Montreal at Montreal is I'm, East, yes. It, it's, it's okay. No, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Don't don't worry about that. What's the thing called? Bell Center? Yeah. Yeah, Bell Center. Bell Center. Molson Center is what it used to be. Uh, because, Montreal. And what I'm thinking too is that oh, it's if, the Sintra Bell. Guys, calm the fuck down. <laughs> oh, let's see by plane. Let's see. Doesn't show the miles. And I'm thinking too, like if Vegas do make it to the Cup final, that's two series in a row. They're going to go east to west. Yep. Yeah. If they make it, which it. really hasn't been done like that before. Yeah. This it's. I don't know if that's an advantage or a disadvantage because on one side they're going to be used yeah. to the travel, or on the other side it's going to take a toll t- to their bodies because traveling like different time zones is a lot like that. Is it is it, it, some it's something. It's not just something you can write off, but yeah. Like I said, they could be used to it by then. I don't know. Yeah. Montreal Vegas is probably a little bit farther, but the difference isn't going to be too much between Anaheim and Detroit. Because Detroit is pretty far more west nope. than uh than Montreal. Well, yeah, but you gotta and think then, like and then Anaheim, Anaheim is farther and, west than Vegas. Yeah, but it's not that far big big of a difference. Plus Montreal's farther north. Detroit is closer to Toronto than it is. Mine. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be yeah. that much of a difference. We're, we're, we're way I, off track here. We're way fucking yeah. off track. Yeah, we're way off. <laughs> uh, Detroit to Montreal is 559 miles. Anaheim to Vegas is not 559 miles. So it's clearly, yeah. uh, it's further, but that's neither here nor there. We, we yeah. got way off track there. Okay, so it is going to be a lot of travel. Both teams have to play it, right? Once yeah. again, I think that will start to present itself more in games three and four, because games one and two, Vegas has already stayed here. Mm-hmm. Montreal's coming, but they've already been here for a couple of days. They would have yeah. come early. They would have come as soon as Vegas clinched on what Friday night, or no, what night? Probably, no, they had three days of travels. They probably yeah, came so, in like two days early or something. Yeah, they probably would have come in early. So yeah. they're here um, now. Caulfield's already has pictures out there of him being on the strip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Vegas flew. Watch out. Is he even uh, old enough to like? No, he's he's not old enough. He he cannot go to Circa, guys. He is not. <laughs> you, you have no chance of him going to Circa. He's not. It is probably from the hotel where we took the picture. Yeah, yeah. They're probably staying at Park MGM or whatever right across from the arena. So it's it it has a chance. It should be a a, 
a good series. I do. I mean, look, the odds are stupid, right? Like Vegas is negative 500, which implies like 82% chance to win the series. Like all the models out there give Vegas just the absolute best chance for everything. I hope that Vegas doesn't lose what they just had in the last round because Vegas over the last couple of years, for the most part, it has seemed like they don't take teams that are less than them seriously enough. They didn't take Vancouver seriously enough. They didn't take Dallas seriously enough. They definitely didn't take uh, Minnesota seriously enough. And then all of a sudden everybody talked about how great Colorado was. And they're like, okay guys, go fuck yourselves. We're going to show you how good we are. Now Now I hope that they keep that because they're, this close. I hope that they can get that rallying cry. Mark Andre Fleury, it's his home province, right? Max Pacioretty, revenge series. Hey, he was the captain, right? Uh, whatever it is, I, I hope they can rally around and just put this team to bed because they should win this series pretty easily. Yeah, there are four players from Quebec in Vegas, and that's Wa, Carrier, Marcia So, and Fleury. And the, the, this series means a lot to them. And I think they're going to uh, bring an extra pep to their step going into that. And especially, like you mentioned, Max Pacioretty. I can't, I can't, like, everybody mentions Nick Suzuki. And I don't think it means as, it means that much to Suzuki as much as Pacioretty does. Because sure. Suzuki never played for Vegas. Cool. He was just a prospect, you know. And as I try to bring that story in there, but it, Max Pacioretty, uh, he was the captain, and they traded him away. I think that's a pretty big chip on his shoulder, to be honest with you. And I expect a lot, a big series from from him. Yeah, same thing with the Tatar storyline. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. anything, right? He's, oh, he's he, he probably won't even play this series. Yeah, he's watching, which from is crazy the, to me. This is the second time he's going to watch Vegas play in the conference finals <laughs> in, from from Vegas. He's used to the Vegas press box on the right side. He knows yeah. where it is. He's like, okay, guys, I'm good. I'll see you up there. I know where the gummy bears are. Here you go. He's watching it again. So, also, did, did Dave? Did you ever see um, early in the playoffs? They came out and said it's going to be the semifinals. They're not giving conference trophies out. Why the change? Like, when, I don't know. Just, I, that surprised me. Yeah, they just recently came out and said that it's going to be the Clarence Campbell for the yeah. Vegas series and the uh, – what's the other one called? Which, the, uh, Prince of Wales. Prince of Wales. The Prince of Wales, yeah, which that kind of maybe one or two is like, why don't they do the Prince of Wales for the Vegas? Vegas is the only Western team in Western oh, no. Conference team left over. No, yeah, no, the Clarence the Campbell, Campbell is the Western. Let me finish, please. The Prince of Wales is the Western Conference. No, no, no. It's the other way. Yeah. That's why we're trying to cut you off. Yeah, that's what we're trying to cut you off. Detroit flipping keeps screwing me up. (laughs) That's what's screwing me up. No, because we've won the, we've won the Clarence Campbell award before. Yes. uh, Year one. So no, they have it right. Detroit flipping conferences flips me up. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. They have it correct. And obviously they probably looked at it and said, okay, Vegas is fucking beating Montreal. So you might as well give them the Western (laughs) Conference trophy. (laughs) They're just like, all right, guys. Uh, sorry, if if you win Montreal, you probably no, already won this trophy before. Yeah, but no, yeah, why this, they this, changed that? I don't know, but I did. I remember seeing that that they weren't going to give them out. Then all of a sudden, they had the post. I was like, "Yep, here we go." It's like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. It's it's no, something. I don't mind it either. Right? Yeah, it's so something. Gonna, so, so if we do win, are they going to put a Western Conference ch- champions? They might just put uh, Claire Prince of Wales, yeah, Prince- trophy winner or something. Yeah, Claire Claire Campbell. Well, we because we can't get a West division because we tied but lost yeah. on the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. We can't get a uh, President's Trophy. Also, we forgot to mention that the curse of the President's Trophy is still valid. 
Colorado <laughs> lost. It's, no it's thing. so silly. It's not such a curse. Come on. Don't, don't put that in people's minds. It's okay. It, statistically, the President's Trophy winner has still won them like against out of more. Uh, they've uh, won more than any other seed. Yeah. Yes. It's just yeah. President's Trophy against the field. It looks bad. But if you if you break it down in any other seeding, President's Trophy has won the most. I agree. So, any uh, what are the big? What are you looking for in this series? What are the big things that you're looking for, Dave, in the series with uh, Montreal? Well, here's what I, it's like you said: starting out in Game One, dictating the pace is what's going to be the key to this series. Um, I'm I know you guys both said in five. I said in six uh, because I could see Carey Price is absolutely stealing a game. And I could see Vegas have, see just that. having one absolute shit game where it doesn't matter what price does. But I, that's why I said six. Uh, but keeping the pace, keeping that four check up like they did with uh, Colorado is what's going to win the series. Okay. Commitment to the four check. I agree. Carlo, what, do, what, do you, what are your keys to the series? Yeah. Uh, he, he, he's right. Pace, I think, is the biggest thing. And I think. Uh, he's also right that that's why I have him in five because I think Carey Price is going to steal a game here. But puck possession, Vegas is very good at that, and uh, not just just burying them early and often, because and just kind of take that. Montreal is a very resilient team, and they got they got to take that mindset away from them. Like they got to just kind of have that killer instinct and really like take the lead in the series early and just. Like just end it, like keep, three keep, zero. Keep, yeah, keep your foot on the on the. Yeah, on the keep guy. your foot on the pedal. Don't don't let up. Don't do what you did with Minnesota and blow up three one lead or against Vancouver or against San Jose and do that again. Yeah, you yeah. don't want that because if that happens to Montreal, they're gonna have that confidence and that game seven is gonna be very dangerous because they've done it before this year already. So to me, I think the biggest thing is gonna be. Vegas is play off the rush. So Montreal likes to stack four or five on the blue line and make you dump it and chase it and then stack the box. They're going to do the same thing that everybody else has done against Vegas, but that's, they're used to doing that. They're not changing their game Mm -hmm. to do that. They are used to doing that. So I think Vegas is going to have a hard time scoring at just, just in that kind of, not necessarily at five on five, but just in zone time. So I think the playoff, the rush is going to matter. So like an Alex Tuck, like a Matias Yanmark, a William Carlson, a um, Max Pacioretty coming in sniping, a, a Jonathan Marshall. So those type of players coming in off the rush are going to be the big thing. Or like if you can get a defenseman in the rush, create that three on two, create that four on two, three on one, whatever, whether it be a Shea or a Petrangelo, the other ones aren't really. Um, and also, I think it's going to come down to a little bit of Vegas's power play has not hurt them yet, but at some point it has to fucking show up. Montreal does not have an elite level penalty kill, right? They have ninety percent. Oh, I thought it hurt in game two against Colorado. Yeah, they no, their their penalty kill is good. Their their penalty kill is actually plus one in the in the playoffs because they, of their shorties. Yeah, yeah, they're they're four. They they've scored four and allowed three. And they did not allow a power play goal against Winnipeg all all series. And uh, yeah, they have ninety percent penalty kill right now. They they have the best penalty kill right now. Uh, in the playoffs. In the playoffs, yeah, in the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, I think speed. You're right, Eric. Speed is a key here because uh, Vegas. If you look at Colorado, Colorado was the faster team, right? 
So you beat them physically. You, you in the up, regular Mark. season, they were 78.5. I, I, cool. I get the, I get your, your playoffs. I mean, they literally just swept a team that sucked. Like yeah, I wouldn't but, put too much stock into that. In the regular season, they were 23rd in the league. You know who had a better penalty kill than them? The Detroit <laughs> Red Wings. Yeah. And one other team. So they were, they were bad. We talked about this already, Eric. Playoffs is a different game. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you would rather you would rather look at. Let me see how many how many PKs they even. Uh, it, it doesn't show the number, but yeah, okay. They're ninety point three. No, but to the point that like beat them with speed. You're faster than them. Beat them with that. You're still physical. You're not. You're you're big and physical, but you're faster than this team. So beat them with speed. Yeah, transition game, back back check to 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 clear zone, uh, uh, easy uh, clear zone uh, exits to a transition game. That's the key here. Hey, and good news, Vegas Patrick is was getting really really good at that towards in that Colorado series too. Um, yeah. Also, we can't discount uh, Montreal's playoff experience. It may not seem like it, but they picked up players that have plenty of yeah. playoff experience. Yeah, the bottom six exactly. That's why I'm worried that. They, they, the way to beat Vegas for them is their bottom six has to vastly outplay that. ours. Yeah, and I think I think Vegas's top six is where where this mm-hmm. series top six and top two pairs, right? Mm-hmm. Martinez and Petro, and then obviously Theodore and McNabb or whoever think, they end up putting with them. And speaking of McNabb, I think McNabb had a pretty good series too. Like I I, I, th- I thought all of their demon. Yeah. Including Theodore had a much better series. Yeah, I, I didn't see any. Holden's been great. Obviously, I'd love to see Hag get get some more run against yeah, this I, team. But I thought Hag had a good series too. Yeah, I, I, th- I think they all played well. Petro obviously was just the best. Martinez, in a different way, was 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 absolutely phenomenal. I mean, his 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 shot blocking acumen is just just it's ridiculous. Crazy, so, uh, anything else to wrap that series before we uh, go to our uh, commercial break, sponsored by uh, AT and T Sportsnet and Darren Millard? Wait, do we have a commercial this week? I don't know. If we do, we'll throw it in right here where uh, where Darren Millard is going to tell us about the blue along the lines instead of it being yellow. Thank you very much, Darren Millard. I could say that before we do that, it's like people that listen to us, you know, the whole two people, three people that actually listen to us consistently. Don't let the haters get to you because we're just going to have haters no matter what happens anyway. Yeah, that's uh, what the Internet is for, to have haters. Also, we got to make sure to get it correct. It is buzz is the world word, not Buzzle world. I apologize for that. It is buzz is a word or the word. See, I'm fucking it up already. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being a uh, constantly there. But yes, everybody's going to hate Vegas. Understand that. Guys, our fan base sucks. It absolutely sucks. The fact that, th- that Carlo even has to come on this and say, I'm not going to stand for any more Petro slander <laughs> proves to you that our fan base sucks. They yep. just, they, they want to pile on somebody like guys. Third time in four years, we are in the conference final. I don't care what you want to call it. Third time in four years. It feels a lot longer than that because we haven't had conference final games at home. Dave and I went to dinner after game six, and we talked about this. It hasn't been since, what, 2018 that we had a conference final game at home. Second second year, they lost to San Jose when they probably should have made a deep run. Third year, it was in a bubble, and now it's here again. So it feels a lot longer. But, guys, Vegas is in a conference final for the third time in four years. That doesn't happen that i mean expansion teams definitely doesn't happen obviously right so 
the fan, the other fans are just going to go out there. It's the lazy thing. Oh, Vegas was gifted the team. Okay, cool. You show me any take where you said Vegas you, was going to make the cup final year one, and I will buy you whatever you want. But they're you, not out there. Did you did you see my post of me posting the opening day roster? Yes. Of uh, of Vegas for the gifted team. <laughs> my goodness, Lucas Pisa, man. We had Lucas Pisa is a number number one, like a, a top pair defenseman. Okay, we had Cody Eakin as the number one center. We had Leipzig and Lindbergh a third line. William Carlson was left line, uh, left wing, uh, third liner. It's, it's, Talk and Theodore were in the AHL. Yeah, yep. we have we have Jason Garrison only because they were waiver. Yeah, J- and they didn't want to lose Griffin Reinhardt, superstar Griffin Reinhardt. They couldn't send him through. Couldn't send him through uh, through waivers. Look at the defense: the Spisa, Schmidt, Miller, M- Miller, Garrison, McNabb, England. I mean, seriously, that's your that's your gift to gifted. us. Gifted a team. That's oh, your I gift mean, to that, us. A lot of like you said, though, you know, our fan base sucks. A lot of it is, you know, a lot of them are new. That can't yeah. be helped. Yeah, I can't. I, I, you can't deny there are a lot of new fans out there, and that that's that there's also How a lot. Dare of, the NHL try to grow the game? <laughs> right? I know. Let's just keep. Let's just keep it in original six towns and move on from there. I mean, it's just it's the stupidest thing in the world. And Colorado fans saying that anything was gifted to Vegas is fucking rich because they <laughs> literally got gifted the Quebec Nordiques. So anybody that's listening from Colorado that wants to say that Vegas was gifted anything. Look in the mirror. Just yeah, look and in the mirror. The Nordiques, two years in a row, they were the runners up for the President's yeah, Trophy. That's where they moved to Denver. To, to Denver. That's a gift right there. That's, that's a cup. A you that's a real cup. cup. Yes. Yeah. That's a real cup contending team right there. I mean, come on. Seriously, how, like the, how long after they were there did they win with Wah? It was not that one, long, right? Like, no, it was yeah, the first year. They won right away. They won it was in their first year. year. Yeah. No, they didn't. They did. Yes, they did. They did. <laughs> they did. I should have known that. Oh my god! It was the it was in November when Detroit lit up Montreal eleven to one. Patrick Watt gave up I think nine of those goals, and then when he got finally got pulled, he went to their GM and president and said, "I'm done playing for you." Yeah, uh, and then yeah. all things uh, went from there. Yeah, so yeah, we're we're the gifted ones, right? Got gifted to the team. We had Cody Eakin as the number one center. The human Minnesota made the playoffs in their third year. So did Anaheim and San Jose. It's the Golden Knights is built after, like after there was an interview with McCrimmon this weekend. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard that or listened to it or saw what he said. He said something. They went when they acquired Stone in the second year. He said they went from a story. To a contender, yep. yeah, from I a good story to a contender, yep, exactly. And and it may it's 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 that's true. That's when Vegas became a true cup contender because that second year going, we got past Charity before the second year. Yep. They were all right. That was they were all right. No, that, that I think I actually think that that was one of their better teams. Mm-hmm. That was probably, in my opinion, their second best team. I mean, before because... before Stone, before Stone. No, okay, you're right. I, I, yeah. I was saying into the playoffs because that was yeah. that San Jose round. If they win yeah. that round, they go on and mm-hmm. play Colorado. Colorado. Colorado probably get past that, and then St. Louis. Obviously, who knows yeah. what happens there? And St. Louis went on to win the Cup final. Like mm-hmm. if that if that five minute major wasn't called that way, 
obviously it's a, it's a completely different projection, but I'm happy that we're where we are, right? Like yeah. that got us every single year. They've made a move that has been ginormous. Yeah. You got Pacioretty, you got a winger, you got a center, oh, not center, you got a winger, you, yeah, you don't have a center. and you got another uh, defenseman, a winger, and you winger, got a goalie. goalie. Yeah. And then we're going to get a center this year, right? Jack Eichel, Jack Eichel. Guys, there is no <laughs> chance that Jack Eichel comes to Vegas. So anytime you see me say Jack Eichel is going to look good in gold, ignore it. I am literally just throwing shit against the wall. We no said chance. that with Petro. So <laughs> Eichel's going, I, I, Eichel's no, going to national. Uh, I think Eichel goes to Dallas. Well, no, mm-hmm. he said gold, so I'm just kind of being oh. smart. Oh, okay. oh, oh, I think no, Eichel Rangers maybe. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think they trade Kako or uh, Lafreniere for him. And I think it's a non-starter without one of those two in there. Yeah. What about LA? They've already I come out and said LA. they're not in it. They've already uh, come out and said they're out. Okay. I didn't. I didn't see that. Sad. Correct. It could all be code or whatever, just, mm-hmm. just floating shit out there. But, but I don't think that trade happens until after the final because it, they want everybody involved. Yeah, of even course. If, but even if Vegas can't do anything, Vegas they're going to try. Correct. Yeah. Vegas has been involved, everybody. So why not wait till Vegas is free just to see if it happens? I don't think yeah. it's happening, obviously. I don't. Well, I mean, look, you're a cup contender already without them. If McCrim- they with. If they would have lost to Minnesota, they would have already tried to make the deal happen. Yeah. I mean, already Mc- made the deal. Yeah. McCrimmon, McCrimmon is going to pick up that phone. I don't get like, I don't know what he says. Like, hey, well, how was it take uh, for Eichel? And if it's too much, he's just going to hang it up. But he's going to he's going to check and he's going to ask, what will it take? Here, Here's I'm not even a no at this, but if it's tough, we don't need to get into this too much. But if it's tough, mm-hmm. Krebs, a first and a couple of salary players just to dump them. I'm a yes at that. Like, I don't I, know I, why we're even talking about when we still got playoffs to play. I know. Yeah, no, like, let's save stuff. this. Anyway, guys, let's hang, save hang this out. The, the, the stop listening around. <laughs> we're done. Is there anything uh, was around the NHL that we didn't talk about? Uh, we can go over around we'll have, uh, the Islanders uh, Tampa Bay game real quick. It was a Islanders won. They slapped him in the face. And yeah. I, I would love. Oh, so on that, for anybody still listening. Watch games three and four in, in uh, on, on Long Island, right? On Long Island. It is the best atmosphere. I don't, don't give two shits what anybody says about the fortress. Everybody thinks it's awesome. Guys, we don't hold a candle. They to, do not stop. Correct. When we score a goal or it's late in the game, sure. Atmospheres or to start a period or right before the game, absolutely. Vegas is probably the best atmosphere. When it's 0-0, 12 minutes into the game, the Islanders are still going crazy. Vegas is sitting there with an angst, like especially if they're down. Islanders fans do not stop. They are the that Nassau Coliseum and T-Mobile, if they could have that as a final, would be the greatest thing for the NHL. Dude, I have so much respect for the Isles crowd, man. My favorite game that I watch as a neutral ever on TV was the Tavares return game oh my <laughs> because God. their chirps was amazing. Like, I wish we could come up with those kinds of like chants and See, stuff. Nobody and wants I, to do anything. I, I, my area, we try to do different things besides the goalie one. Yeah. I don't like our, the goalie but one. Nobody, else, nobody else wants to chant anything besides go and Knights go. And then the team doesn't provide anything besides go and Knights go. Yeah. Like, uh, I want to our, come up with some. Our fans would literally be okay with you suck, Lynn, or 
They want to trip our own fucking players. Like, yeah, again, our fan base sucks. That's one thing I do want to do. I want to do though. I want something like a chant that that cheers our players, not like chirp the other team or even our players. You know what I mean? I want something like you know when Patch already scores a goal, maybe like something like we, something we that do, rhymes Patch. Do that in my area already. We we sound we say their name and then we chant their name for a while. It it was good the last couple of years until COVID happened, but this mm-hmm. year it's just. It's I mean, so I mean something such a different crowd because it's what I what I what I I can compare the Islanders crowd is is a a European football crowd. Yes, it, it, that that's yes. that's the type of atmosphere I, I I the kind of vibe I get from them where they have like chants and all that. You know, it's it's uh it's it's fun. I want to go to a game there, even though I'm gonna be uh a new in hostile territory. It's it seems like a really fun place to be. You know. It would, it, and it's this is the final year of games in Nassau Coliseum. They're yep, moving yeah. to the I forgot what it's called next year, but Mark it's at least it's on Long Island again, right? Yeah, yeah, right next to uh, Belmont, Belmont Park. Yeah, Belmont Park. Yep, it is going to be fun. So, um, obviously, hopefully that 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 comes with them to to Belmont next year. But yeah, it would be give me seven games or however many games of Vegas Islanders. Barry Trotz revenge, right? Vegas gets revenge on Barry Trotz. It, like that would be a lot of fun. And the Islanders are up one Oh, also Tampa Bay is the best hundred million dollar team ever. <laughs> oh yeah. They, it, it, we, did we talk about the, uh, the comments and stuff? The cap convention. Oh uh, yeah. You know, what's funny. It? So if you read any of the actual quotes, it was definitely blown out of proportion. Like yeah. it, it, people just use headlines to make it like, yeah. Dougie Hamilton came out and said, I completely agree with what they did. They played by the rules, but they are a $100 million team, right? Or $99 million team. Yeah. He literally complimented them and said, I wish we could do that. Yeah. And then yeah. but the Keith cut, Kucherov cut. said, yeah, I mean, he said something that wasn't, yeah, if you just cut it and clip it, it makes it look a lot worse. And nobody, there was no drama there. Yeah. I mean, and, well, part, I see that narrative people slamming on Tampa Bay is the same narrative that people are slamming on Vegas about being gifted a team as well. Too. I mean, it, and, and the to rules. And to be honest with you, if you're talking about cap circumvention, you talked about Vegas. you talk, talk about this, Eric. Vegas like invented this thing for like a no, while. This, this was George McPhee in Washington. Like yeah. he was the king of cap circumvention. So this is his rule, and we just did it here. Literally, we played beer league. Like we played three lines. We played yep. games at the end of the year with three See, lines. Except for so we Tampa could, never had to play short like that because yeah. they had enough people on LTIR. Yep. Our last two injuries happened with nine games left, and you couldn't put them on LTR after the 10th game. Exactly. So that was – or no, Reeves was on LTR, but it was no sick and somebody else got hurt late in the year, and you couldn't Patrick put them on LTR. Krebs. Uh, Patrick Some people got Something hurt. Like yeah, yeah, a lot of people got hurt. So, unfortunately – so, Vegas played with – and it cost them the President's Trophy because if, if yeah, they would have won okay. – It doesn't matter. In hindsight. Ah. Home, that's the thing. You have home ice the rest of the way. So, you have home yeah. ice in, in round three, and then if you make it to the cup final, mm-hmm. you have – home ice for a yeah. cup final game one again. So look, I'm, I am as excited about this cup run year one. It was just a story, right? Mm-hmm. Like I thought the best, most electric atmosphere for all of the cup run in year one was game one. It was the first that, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It was the first ever playoff game in Vegas. It was just crazy. It was an absolute, just electric atmosphere to start that game. The crowd didn't stick with it. They were a brand new crowd. I get it all. Mm-hmm. 
And we were just a good story, right? Like we were not supposed to beat the Kings. We were not supposed to beat the Sharks. We were definitely not supposed to beat Winnipeg. And then you win game one and then lose four in a row. So it was a great story. Year two, we already know what happened. Year three, now you're back at home, 18,000 fans. This is a cup favorite. This isn't a, a good story. This isn't cute. This isn't fun. This is an absolute cup favorite with an elite team, elite lines, elite goalies, elite everybody, elite D. You have superstars throughout that lineup. This feels like a cup run, whereas year one felt like a good story. So I am as excited about this game one, game two, whatever the home, whatever, what, we're one, three, or one, two, five, and seven. I'm as, as excited about this series as any possible series. Like this is, has a chance to be the most electric atmosphere we've seen. Game six wasn't so far, but I think this series can take it to another level. Against such a historic franchise, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you, your point, Eric, the, the difference between year one and uh, this year is expectations. You don't have any expectations year one. You are just there enjoying the ride, right? This year is different. If, if, you, if, you, if we lose to Montreal, it's a disappointment. 100%. Right? No if, if, in year one, if we lost to Montreal, uh, if we lost to Winnipeg, oh, it's a nice we story. Supposed lose. Yeah, we yeah supposed we're supposed to lose. lose. This year is different. So if we would have lost any yeah. of those series, it would have been. Exactly. Even if you lost to the Kings, even though we had home ice, even if you lost mm-hmm. to the Kings, they would have gone, yeah, it's okay. Those are, all- are battle tested. They were supposed to be there, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It was ice. They, were, they weren't supposed to be as good as us at the end of the season. <laughs> and Murray uh, stole that King series anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was all icing the cake this year, especially after you beat Colorado, who everybody said before that series that Cup game, favorite. Cup favorite to the to the top two teams in the league. The season was building to that series, right? I understand how good Tampa Bay is. I understand the Islanders is also really good and. And very underrated. The Islanders still people still think they're a bad team. They this no. second year in a row they made to the final four. It, and they Islanders teams. are still very good. I understand. And Montreal, I can't I can't count out Montreal yet too. They're the worst team in the playoffs. Like, yeah, they are the worst. Vegas, yeah. Vegas. It will be a huge disappointment if they don't get by Mass. Yeah, exactly. There, there's no way around it. You can sugarcoat it any way you want. If they lose to Montreal, it's a complete failure. Yeah, the, the Avalanche was there one of the if not the biggest test that they've gone too far. That was and their it, conference final. Exactly. And 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 I've, I've talked about this in my other podcast, Locked on Carl Vars, so you check it out. It's the adversity that the Golden Knights had to go through in this run compared to last year's run, where they had to play Chicago and Vancouver, who are not very good. And, the, and like you said, Eric, earlier, where they just didn't really take them seriously, right? This year, they had to get past Minnesota, who who is a very good team. He Like I said, Montreal and New York. This run, they have adversity, and they've got they've gone past it. They finally had to beat a real team in in round one and round two. Whereas last year, like you said, the two rounds it meant nothing to them. So by the time they got to Dallas, they weren't ready for it. So they're ready now. Hopefully, they can just realize how close they are and go and finish this right. Like that's why it's different. You have a captain now this year, like, mm-hmm. and everybody wanted to say 23 captains and all this bullshit. It's different. Like you heard, I don't know if you guys paid too much attention to Gary Lawless, but he was on, um, 
the morning show in uh, Toronto with Merritt. And he said that after one of the, the Colorado games or in the middle of one of the Colorado games, Leonard got up in front of that team and just gave him a tongue lashing. Everybody that wants to think Leonard doesn't do anything because he's whatever, he's, he's mad to be a backup. No, he was on the team because of how they were playing in front of Flurry, And that started to turn how they played in that Colorado series. Like this team has leaders still, but it's different now with a captain, right? Everybody Mm -hmm. sits up and says, so I think that Mark Stone can get this team dialed in. Let's go do it for Pacioretty. Let's go do it for whatever. Let's go and not fuck around and get to the cup final. And I think this is, the team's best chance to win a cup. Yeah, they agreed there. Yeah, what do you think, Dave? Oh, yeah, this is the best team that Vegas has had. I mean, this team, if you, you know, you put in your vid again, you take this team and face it against year one team, this team wipes the floor in year one. Hold on. on. Year one, your best line, Marsha So Smith and Carlson, are now our second best line. Yeah. That's all you have to say. Just literally start there. Then you got to figure out, okay, you got Petro and Shea Theodore now is playing at an elite level. Well, he's not currently, but he, he has shown that he can be an elite level, right? He's Flurry's playing at the same level, maybe higher. I mean, he, he played at an, he played. I, th- I that, think it was bet. Flurry was better. I think year one, I think. And yeah. I think Flurry was the team. Okay. Playoff yeah. Flurry was better year one. Yeah. Playoff Flurry. Yeah. Until but- the final. So that's the, yeah. that, so that is the other thing that you have right now. And I forgot to mention this earlier, the fact that you got that extra couple of days of break. Now flurry can have a couple of days off. Therefore he probably plays all games mm-hmm. unless maybe they give Leonard one of game three or four in, in Montreal. Yeah. And going back to comparing year one and this year, if you ask me if I would take, let's see, what was it McNabb Schmidt as my first pair? And <laughs> uh, now I have Martinez Petrangelo. Hmm. Yeah. And then second pair, well, you had England Theodore, and now you have McNabb Theodore. <laughs> and your and your bottom pair that first year was Pisa Miller. Now you yeah, have in the playoffs, yeah, it was in Pisa the playoffs. Miller. So and at least White Hague Cloud has been exactly and he hold, even Holden. I take Holden over Spisa mm-hmm. five hundred times over. You know, five hundred. The only thing over. that's worse is our power play. That's the only thing yes. that's worse. Yes. We we don't have we don't have the James Neal that can finish. Yeah. Those right I mean, now. as much crap as Holden got when he was first signed here, he has played pretty damn well for what he is. Yeah, the only the only player really I wish we still have from the the players we've lost from that year one was is Perron. Other than that, yeah, uh, Halla, I'm okay with him losing, uh, losing Halla Schmidt. I'm okay losing. Uh, who who else am I missing? Who have we lost from that? Year one team. That was any good. Perron's the only one. Yeah, there's only one. Like I said, Perron. It's only one. Like Neil, um, Subban. Leonard's better. (laughs) It's a little bit. Just a little bit better. There's nobody that you've lost. I mean Suzuki, but he's not. He wasn't on that team. Tatar. Tatar was a healthy scratch. He's getting healthy scratch still. Well, he's doing the same job. Yeah, I still don't understand that. Like somebody. has to actually be able to explain that to me in a way that I understand. Okay, How does okay, a 20 okay. goal scorer continue to get healthy scratch? Both teams are paying him defensive liability. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, yeah, yeah, defensive liability. That's that's the biggest thing. He's an offensive for, uh, minded guy. I mean, uh, where's he going to go next year and for what kind of money? Because his, his deal's up. Seattle, yeah, um, yeah, Seattle could get money, right? They need somebody him. to score. 
Yeah, I think that's the, the funniest part is he's getting paid by both teams to watch. That's my favorite storyline. Yeah. That is my favorite. Story. <laughs> you are, you will hear me every time that Montreal's roster comes out and he's healthy scratch. You will see a tweet from me saying he is being paid by both teams to be in the press box. <laughs> I find that fucking amazing. You got four point eight million from Montreal and five hundred thousand from oh. Vegas to watch the games. See, I just right. they they he, he won't get in because they still have elite four John Merrill to go in. Before. I was going to mention another player. I want. I wish we still have is John Merrill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. I know he's become a meme, but I I was a big fan of John Merrill. He's a yes. great guy. We and were I thought the he John was very yeah. apologist club. Yeah, and I thought he was his his he's played really well for what he's asked to do. He's not a superstar or anything. So good. Uh, seventh defenseman that can just jump in there. I actually think that they made the, I mean, at the time I probably questioned it. If you went back mm-hmm. and listened, I probably questioned it, but they clearly made the right decision. Holden has proven yeah. to be better plug and play than, than John Merrill for this yeah. team. It's crazy to me that he didn't play. How many regular season games did he play? Like, Five? Not maybe? a lot. It, it, it's, and it's because of cap though. It's because yeah. of cap. I get it, but still. So you literally put him in the. It, I mean, we're not talking Nikita Kucherov here. Like we're talking. Uh, uh, That's uh, our they call this our thing, Nikita Kucherov. Yeah, <laughs> like we're not talking that. Like uh, he played seventeen games. Dave, you were close. He played yeah. seventeen games, um, but he didn't play that until like the last month of the season. Literally, he they, and yeah. then to come in, he gets healthy, scratched a couple of playoff games. Now he's playing and contributing, and he they said he showed up every single day with a positive out that. I mean, they made the right decision. I'm happy to have him on yeah. the team. Yeah. I like Holden. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we're holding on to him. <laughs> All right. On that, we are done for the week, guys. We will be with you next week. Uh, probably after the game. Cause that'll be game four. Yeah. So, so we're going to talk about Wednesday, who we're going to play next, Sunday. So. I think you're going to be talking about them coming back to play on Tuesday. I do not mm. think a sweep is, is, is here. I, not that I hope you don't sweep. Obviously, you would always love to sweep, but the curse of the sweep is real. True. Vegas, uh, Vegas went seven. Colorado swept. Vegas won. Montreal went seven. Uh, Winnipeg swept. Montreal won. Like the curse of the sweep, and then the teams going seven is absolutely real. So I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd like to save some money, but you know, I'd rather go to games though too. It's yeah, true. give me five. Let me win on home ice again. That way, I can keep yep. my uh, my both. See, that's a curse thing both, this year too. Both, yeah, both, both, uh, both series. We we. I'm halfway them. to my prediction that Vegas clinches on home ice all four rounds. Halfway Ooh. to my prediction. Mm, okay. So give me give me five, and then obviously in the Cup final, I don't want it to go seven. I don't think I can go five. The game go seven. Five. Yeah, go five. End it in five. I can't go. I can't it's go seven. Money. Oh, fuck. the. Dude, if it's game set, holy shit. Yeah, I don't even imagine how expensive the game is gonna be. Don't even worry about it. Let's just get past one step. Let's get past Montreal. Let's get past Montreal. Um it's it's really unfortunate that Vegas won't wear their gold jerseys because I really want to see the Montreal fans lose their fucking minds about gold jerseys. (laughs) They're gonna go with buckets. They gotta go with buckets. buckets. They'll go to buckets, yes. They're gonna lose their minds, yeah. All right. All right, guys. I think we've uh, we've talked enough. I appreciate everybody listening. Thank you guys very much. Uh, Carlo, what do you have to plug? Do you want to plug your uh, Lockdown Carlo? 
Yeah, Locked On Golden Knights on any of your... Wherever you get your podcasts? Yeah, wherever you get your podcasts. Dave, Uh, what are you working on? What do you have to plug? We can act like a real uh, podcast here. (laughs) Well, graphics I'm working on. I'm doing some some history stuff with all the individual trophies. There we go. Okay, so so Dave is in full-on summer mode working on that. Oh, yeah. I'm working on my playoff beard, so... Speaking of which, if you want some graphics done by me, go contact Geary Company and uh, go do do that instead of directly (laughs) contacting me because I'm busy with other... Stuff so they're asking me to do. <laughs> if you guys have, if you guys have a photo that you want photoshopped, if you want the person in the photo to be turned around facing the other way, <laughs> oh my Carlo God. loves when you ask him to do that. So please reach out to Carlo. It's at some dude eighty eight on Twitter. He would love to help you out with any of your Photoshop needs. So on that, guys, we'll wrap. Thank you guys very much. We'll uh, we'll be back next week. Got Ikan as one C.